Hey everybody, and thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Sacred Resistance Podcast. This is Epitode... Epitode? <laughs> oh, wow. Episode number 17. Uh, and today we had... Are we a, keeping this? Yeah, let's keep it. I like it. Keep it real. We had a very important guest on today. Um, we got Cor- political. Coralie De- Delwo. Delwo, yeah. And uh, she's uh, running for the People's Party of Canada. And, uh, she's at a local level. At a local level. She's local in our area. So it's very, very important to us and to everyone who lives in our area and all Canadians in general, really. Because She we talks ne- about the party in general, too. Yeah. So, and her website that will be on the show notes will link to the People's Party of Canada and what it's all about. Yeah. She's an awesome lady and someone that we really need to get into, into uh, a position of power here if we can. Yeah, we've met Coralie um, at the Freedom Rally. She's always the one up in front speaking, and she's just a regular human being like you and I. And she's a mom, a wife. She's self-employed, uh, and but she really cares about where the the state of the world is going, where our country's headed. Yeah, and she's someone who's going to fight for our freedom. Someone who gives a shit about the future of this country. She's an important person, and we all need to uh, listen up. So please um, enjoy the episode, and we highly recommend you re- recommend for you to go to her website, look her up, reach out to her. She's so approachable and so um, readily available. She's she's just wants to be able to help people, and wants to be able to help people get the information that they need. So yeah. please, please, please um, don't hesitate to reach out to her or to. I'll look up her information. Yeah, and as you all know, I am no fan of politicians. And this is the type of person that is like a phoenix rising out of the ashes. All this shit that's going on in the world today. This is the type of person we need, you guys. This is the type of person we need. Yeah, so enjoy the episode. Enjoy the episode. It's been a while. We've been a little MIA the last few weeks. We've been enjoying our summer. We've been working in our garden. We've been having house guests. We've had our kids all around. We've just been busy, um, and we've been to rallies. We've been, we've we've been busy bees. Yeah, we've been busy bees. Yeah. So, but uh, we still have a lot of things um, coming down the pipeline. So keep stay tuned, and we'll fill you in more as it uh, gets developed. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and it's late at night, so we're I can't even talk properly anymore. But we love you, Coralie. We love you, people. Thanks for listening, guys. Thank you, Resistance. Like, that's why I'm so excited about you. And like, like what's happening now could be like, if we can get through this, like Phoenix is rising out of the ashes. Like people like you uh-huh. have, have had enough and are actually going to go ahead and take charge and, and, and run for council and make yeah. a change make like different not like these other bought and paid for big pharma politicians that keep coming out of the woodwork it's like revolving door between pharmaceuticals companies and politicians and it's it's a this old system has got to get just cut off and these g7 summit leaders have got to go they've all got to just it's all got to change And I think that's part of what I like about the People's Party is that they want to pull out of all of that stuff, the UN, the G7, the Paris Accord, everything kind of like what what Trump was trying to do at the beginning there. But, you know, we can't run a country when we've got outside influences trying to dictate to us 
what should be happening. And the thing is, is like, we didn't elect them. Yeah, we didn't exactly. elect all the other leaders of the world to have a stay in what's happening in Canada. I mean, I get it, you know, come together and, and solve some of the world's issues, you know, poverty and that kind of thing. But, but if you really look at what they're doing, they're not solving anything. No, they're, they're just, they're just going around in circles, having these fancy schmancy meetings that are all bought and paid for by our tax dollars. Yeah. And they don't accomplish anything. We haven't fixed poverty. We haven't fixed pollution issues in some, in some places. I mean, most of our first world nations are doing quite well on the aspects of, you know, recycling and garbage and pollution and that kind of thing. But when you look at some of the third world nations and some of, you know, the more uh, advanced nations like China, I mean, their air pollution is ridiculous. Oh, yeah, yeah totally. And, and yet we are being penalized and taxed crazily, like the, the carbon tax, you know, you know, wanting to up it as much as they want to they're not doing anything with that money to fix anything. They're actually trying to replenish what they've given out to everybody over the past year and a half by hiking those taxes up. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and they're saying they want to fix the, the issues of like global, um, global warming and whatnot, but here they are going on fancy private jets using a ton of fuel and their lifestyles are not living the lifestyles that are um, what sort of looking for that they are expected yeah. of all of us exactly. Yeah, exactly yeah exactly well it's like they've been they've tailor made they, for the last like decades they've kind of tricked us into this system like of course they're going around in circles this system is tailor-made for them to keep doing what they're doing it's like they've, uh -huh. they've tricked us into this going around in circles and just telling us what we want to hear and using these buzzwords yeah. and just like they're full of shit they're all so full of uh -huh. shit well, and you know, what's interesting is, you know, guys like Jeff Bezos, who have enough money to solve the world's hunger problems, yes. would rather spend billions of dollars on a rocket ship yeah. that he launches into space for 10 minutes. And he didn't even go to space. He just went to the upper atmosphere yeah. and comes back down. And then there, he's one of the advocates for climate change and this and that. Yeah. And yet you just spent uh, and, and whether his fuel was eco-friendly or not, I don't really care. The fact of the matter is, is the amount of natural resources it took you to build that freaking thing yeah. put a huge mark on their so-called carbon footprint that they keep yeah. preaching to everybody. So, you know, the one thing that I've, I've listened to and, and watched all along with all of this, you know, is is it's become rules for thee, but not for me attitude. Yeah. Yep. And I am quite sick and tired of hearing about all of these politicians and globalists and people that think that because they have money, power, authority, that they can do whatever the heck they want. And the rest of us have to just sit back and, and follow their dictation to the letter, or we're going to lose our freedoms. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And it's rules for thee, not for me. And they, they don't even try to hide it anymore. They're doing it right. No, in now. no, they don't. And there's no consequences for their actions. But oh, my God, yeah. you don't wear a mask in Canadian tire and you're going to get tackled to the ground and charged. Totally, totally. Yeah, Something like, oh, like they've I don't know, man, they're untouchable. It's like they've got all the judges bought and paid for the court systems. Their whole their whole system is a big 
forgive me, circle jerk of, you know, them just keeping getting to do what they want to do over and over and over. And there's no consequences for them. I know. And that's what that's what is a little bit frightening to me about some of the lawsuits that people are trying to do, you know, with Rocco Galati and a couple yeah, a few yeah. other people, you know, Pat King and a few other people that have been pushing the lawsuits and stuff. And, you know, it doesn't it doesn't matter what we have as evidence. It doesn't matter what we say. It doesn't matter what proof is there. It doesn't matter what medical journal you have to back you up it's all wrong and you, we are being censored and we are being discriminated against and we are being shut down, including in the courts. I mean, you look at what happened last fall with the church or this year with the churches and in BC alone and how basically most of it was dismissed and they, Bonnie Henry and um, you know, the province of British Columbia didn't even have to have their evidence. They didn't have it ready. And I'm going, you have been talking about the science and the evidence-based decisions that you're making, and you can't produce your evidence in a court, and that's okay. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, it's very infuriating. Whereas if and it was <clears throat> go ahead. It's it's just frightening because they can get away with it like that. Like we're watching them present no evidence and still get away with it. And if, if it was the other way around and we were the ones being the defendants for something really bad like that, or we did wrong and you're in a court and you walk in there and you say to your judge, oh, I'm sorry, um, you know, I don't have my evidence that I wasn't at that B&E or that I wasn't yeah. the one that did that, you know, armed robbery. Mm -hmm. So, but that's okay. You should let me off anyway, just because I said that there's no, you know, just because I said I wasn't there. Yeah. Yeah. It's basically the same <laughs> and, thing. And they'd look at you and go, yeah, I don't, I don't think so. The crown has evidence and you're going to jail. So see yeah. ya, have a nice day. And the rest of us, you know, and so it's like, again, it, it is bought and paid for. And it's funny because I just had a conversation with a, a cousin of mine that lives in the area. And I was supposed to go see her this weekend. My brother's coming to town and she actually called me today and they said, well, we're not sure if we're going camping because of the smoke and whatnot. And I said, no, I get it. You know, it's a little bit sketchy. Mm -hmm. She goes, and you guys aren't vaccinated and neither are my children. Oh my God. And I actually got pissy. I was, I was really, cause I didn't think that of all the people in my family, I, I don't care that she, that her and her, her and her husband are vaccinated. I don't care about that. that. That really doesn't, is neither here nor there. That was their choice. Yeah. But now I'm being segregated by my yeah. family because I'm not vaccinated. And I said to her, I said, well, if you think for one second that I'm going to vaccinate just to come visit family, it's never going to happen. She goes, well, I don't understand why you're not vaccinated. I said, because there's overwhelming evidence that is saying that this stuff is bad for you. And she says, well, oh, I know every, everybody I know is fine. That's been vaccinated. And I said, yeah. Did you know that they're giving out placebos? Yeah. They're giving saline oh, that's, shots. That's fake news. She said, I said, no, it's not. I oh. said, Pfizer has admitted it. She goes, well, when they do trials and things like that, they do. I said, yeah, this is a big, huge clinical yeah. trial and an yeah. experiment. I said, clinical trials go till the twenty. 2022. And I said, and they've admitted that they're doing it. I said, so you have no idea if you've been vaccinated or not. Exactly. Yeah. And she goes, well, I got the chills after my second dose. So I got it. And I said, that doesn't mean anything. I said, There's did also you know? A placebo effect. 
Yeah. Well, did you also know this, that they don't do saline shots? If you look at, um, and I've been given some information from a doctor here in town that researched vaccine trials where like old ones that they test them against other vaccinations, yeah. they don't test them against an inert substance. So she could have got whatever, if they're doing the MMR, if they're doing yeah. the diphtheria polio pertussis, who knows, you don't know what you're getting. So even if you got the placebo, you could have gotten a booster of an old vaccine. And we all know when we vac if we've vaccinated our children, we know that sometimes they get a fever. Sometimes they get the chills. Sometimes they get a sore arm. These are typical <laughs> responses to any type of vaccination. And so I said that to her and she's kind of like, well, why would they be doing this? And I said, you need to go look up the world economic forum, Klaus Schwab, and the great reset. Yeah. And you need to read that and you need to educate yourself on what is really going on. And then we, and then I was discussed, I said, like, did you know that all of these people are pedophiles? She goes, what people? I said, politicians, celebrities. She goes like, who? I said, Trudeau, Biden, Obama, the Clintons. I said, there's all um, evidence that they've been on Epstein's Island. She goes, well, what does that have to do with anything? I said, oh my God. I said, he was put in jail because he got caught trafficking young women. I said, there is a huge child trafficking ring in this world that you and I and most people are oblivious to because it's not in mainstream media. I said, you need to go research this stuff and you need to protect you and your children. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I said, it's not funny anymore. It's not, just, it's not just this big secret that this little secret. I said, there are so many celebrities who have come forward, who have been, who have died. And said they're they're being, you know, it's suicide or it's this or it's that. I said, and she says, well, that's been said, it's conspiracy. I said, of course, but yeah, of everything course, that I've yeah. read that was predicted a year ago is happening now. I said, everybody who said vaccine passports wouldn't be a thing because you can't do that. Well, guess what? They're here and they're yeah. trying real hard. Yeah. And I said, and since yeah, I said, since when does a vaccine dictate my freedoms? Exactly. I said, if, I choose, if I choose not to have a vaccination, it, I should not be punished for it. Well, they're trying to stop the spread and people dying. But I said, and who's dying? Exactly. Yeah, That's the thing. People are so afraid of this virus, but the percentage rate of people that are dying is so low. It's so In low. fact, the death rates from 2017, 18, 19, and 20 are all the same yeah exactly. in fact i think 2018 the death toll of people in british columbia was higher than in 2020 um i have this, the actual stats printed but i don't have them handy but yeah one of the years between 2017 and 2020 one of the years was even more deaths than 2020 and yeah. we're supposed to be in a pandemic that is supposed to kill everybody and yet Funeral homes aren't even seeing an uptake in deaths. Yeah, it's no, no different than any other year of deaths. The homeless but they're aren't all from dying. COVID, she says. I said, no. Yeah. No. I no. said, no, they're not all from COVID. I said, I said, physicians, doctors, hospitals are all paid to say they're COVID deaths. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Oh, how do you know that? And she goes, how do you know that? I said, you need to stop watching global news and yeah. you need to go and look other places to find information because that's not the be all end all. It's like she needs to be rescued. It's like, come here. You've got Stockholm syndrome. Come here. Get away from the news. Get away from this bullshit yeah. media you've been you've been consuming. But, you know, I at this point, I'm just I'm 
I'm not going to waste my energy on people that are that far gone because they, you know, the fact that she would tell me I can't come visit her. She's my closest, one of my closest relatives. And we've been very close for years. And when she said that to me, I was, I was pretty shocked and devastated. So it was a hard afternoon. Well, I'm sorry to hear that. That's yeah. Families are being torn apart. Like I've got, I've got family members that have been vaccinated and I mean, thankfully we're, we're, we're still all very close, but there's, there's definitely some, some of this going on for sure. And Mm -hmm. it's only going to get worse. I actually made a post about this today on our Instagram page. And it's like the, this is what the powers that be want though. They want us to be divided. We've been here before. We've been here with race, Mm -hmm. religion. We've been here even with, with vaccine status. It's like, Mm -hmm. this game is old. Let's get past this and all be on the same page because there's more of us than these elite groups that are ruling the world that, that are, that are in charge right now. And it's just absolutely crazy that, that people can't wake up to that. So, well, and you know, one of the things that I, I saw, um, I saw a video of, uh, Gareth Ike. Um, he's, he was in London doing, um, a rally and he made a really good point. He says, how many times are you going to get vaccinated to keep your freedoms? Like, is it going to be is it going to be three times, you know, three boosters and then you say no more? Is it going to be 10 boosters and you say no more? Yes. You know, if, yeah. if you get to the point where you finally said, look, enough's enough. I don't want any more of this in me. You've done it all for all in vain. Yeah. It, yeah. You, you literally have done it to go traveling and you are complying and saying, yes, you can put crap in my body against my wishes Cause you know, there's people who don't really want it that are taking it just totally. to make sure they can travel just to make sure they've got their freedoms. Yeah. So, you know, my question is, is how long are you going to allow your government to dictate your health and what goes in and into your body before you say no more exactly. before you say my, this, you can't take my freedoms away by forcing and then forcing me to have vaccinations to keep my freedoms. Yeah. It, it's, it's, it's immoral. It's wrong. The whole point of, of everybody fighting for freedom is my body, my choice. And people yeah. are not standing up for that. They're complying and it. It's crazy. Well, people like that, their line of thinking is I'm complying because I want this to, I want it to all go away, but it's because of your compliance that it will never but go it's away. Not going- yeah exactly. i mean you got to start right at the beginning and say no i mean you're going to take 10 shots and screw yourself up for the rest of your life for the rest of your short life no no who knows what's going to happen right but you need to you need to stop people well and the fact that trudeau has outright said that he has secured you know 30 plus million doses for next year yeah. 30 more for 23 and 2024 you know he wants to to booster shot us every year. If not, if it, if not, it'll end up twice a year. Well, yeah. And on top of it all, our tax dollars are paying yeah. for those vaccinations yeah. for everybody. And I'm sorry, you know, at the end of the day, if people want to be vaccinated, go for it, go yeah. for it. But why do I have to pay taxes to the government to have it paid for? If you want it, go buy it. Just like yes. when you go in, 
if you go and buy the twin ricks for your hep A and hep B, yes, you know, you have to go pay for that and you buy yeah. it at a, at a pharmacy and someone administers it. Now it's just a big money exchange of money for all of the, all of us paying for the richy rich who are invested in the pharmaceuticals to get even richer Absolutely. off of the backs of every yeah. hardworking person in our country. Well, yeah. maybe people who don't take the vaccine shouldn't have to pay taxes anymore because we're going to be the ones that are not allowed to go to schools and not allowed to take the bus, not allowed to use these public um, um, amenities that are paid right? for by tax dollars. If we're not allowed to use them, why the hell are we paying taxes? You know, are we going to be told we can't go into a library or the yeah. hospital or yeah. are we going to be told we can't, you know, our kids can't go to public school are we going to be told that we can't go and use, you know, you're right, like transit, subway, airplanes, everything that we, you know, are they going to cut off our power? Are they going to take our homes? Yeah. Are they going to take away our land? Like we have so much to lose. And you're right. If, if I'm not allowed to have any of that, you're not getting my tax dollars. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Okay. Carly, and, I want to ask you so that our listeners can know, can you tell us who you are and what you're doing and what you're running for. Like, I know we've had great conversations so far, but so far nobody knows who you are because you're very knowledgeable and have all this information. Yeah, that's a good point. I should have, we should have done that at the beginning, but that's, that's okay. okay. No, that's great. Um, okay. So uh, my name's Coralie Delwo and um, I am actually born and raised in Alberta. Um, my my family originated in Calgary and I was raised in Grand Prairie and um, I met my husband up north working in Fort St. John. I did a lot of uh, oil field work years uh, over the years with my husband and um, we met up north. We decided to, uh, well, we originally moved back to Alberta for a bit and my husband hated it because he's a BC boy. So our goal was to move back to Kamloops. This is where he was raised um, down here. And he really wanted to bring us back here to raise our children in the Okanagan because it, it was such a good experience for him, for his upbringing. He loved it. And I had come here on different occasions for vacations and, you know, going through to go to Vancouver and stuff like that. And I love the Okanagan. So it was actually a few months before I met him. I was with a friend and we were holidaying down in Kelowna and Vernon area. And I said to her, I said, you know, one day I'm going to live here. And she says, she says, well, she says, I would love to move here and live here. I said, it's beautiful. And, and so we, so I ended up meeting my husband and just so happened that he was a Kamloops boy. And here we are where we've been here since 2009. Um, I have, uh, we have five kids between the two of us, uh, two are his, two are mine. And one is ours together. So, um, I have two, uh, I have a stepdaughter, stepson, and then two daughters of my own and then my own, and then our son together. And I have a one-year-old grandson Oh, nice! and my stepdaughter's due in September to have her baby girl. So I'm going to oh, have awesome. a grandson and a granddaughter this year. Um, oh. It's pretty awesome. And I guess for me, I started paying attention to politics probably around, I'm going to say between like 2005 to 2008, kind of when my husband and I started getting together because a lot of things that were going on 
in in the political world were really affecting my husband's um, career. He was a service rig worker and consultant. And so a lot of decisions that were made politically really affected the oil and gas industry. And mm-hmm. so I start, we started really paying attention to what was going on. And um, when I decided to run for city council in 2018 here in Kamloops, I kind of was, we were really, um, so we're very industry minded because we we've seen how well cities do when industry is, is facilitated really if you encourage industry, you create jobs, you create that ripple effect of, you know, the economy is boosted, the tax base rate is raised. And a lot of that was, was being fought by, you know, people here in Kamloops to get rid of, you know, to not let Trans Mountain go through, to not allow Ajax in, to not allow, you know, closing down of different businesses, stuff being driven out of town. And I thought, well, you know, I need to, I need to hop on here and, and on this, train and get in there and start trying to make a difference. Um, I didn't get elected, but I really learned a lot about how it really works. And that's kind of when my eyes started opening up about the whole everything in the background and who's bought and paid for and the corruption and, and the people that are really running the show are the ones that, you know, are sitting in city hall, mm-hmm. making the decisions, not city council. They have, they really, it's really, you're a front man. You're not really the person that's actually able to make the decisions. You kind of get educated by the city managers. And so I was kind of turned off by that. Actually, I was, I was very, I was very saddened that that is really like, you know, we always knew that there was corruption, but you didn't think it was at your local levels and you kind of really didn't know if you should believe it or not. And, oh, maybe it's just a few, but no, there's a lot of people who are bought and paid for in a lot of different levels of government. And so, you know, I, and then this COVID thing hit and I went, you know, this is not right. And of course, with all the time we've had on our hands to sit around and be locked up and not be able to do much. Well, now you just start surfing all over the internet and talking to people and Mm-hmm. Last year, I decided to start uh, free, you know, 100 million moms Camloops, and then mm-hmm. joined up with Freedom Camloops, and we kind of just grew from there. So it it kind of led into me um, looking into the People's Party of Canada, and I decided this year that I was going to put my name in the hat to be running for our area. So I did the nomination process. I was up against um, Matt Robson and. Mm-hmm. Our uh, People's Party group that that are members here voted me in, and so here we are. So now I get to run in the next election. That's exciting. That's awesome. It is. It's exciting. It's scary. I've ran through many scenarios in my head of what it would look like if I won, what I would do if I didn't win, and just, you know, all kinds of things. So believe me, I've spent many nights laying up late at night, running different scenarios in my head of how this is going to look, how I should campaign and where I should go from here. So I bet, I bet. And like how we met you, just so the listeners know, you are always the forefront at all the freedom rallies. You, what I love about you, Coralie, is you're like us. You're just a, another person fighting for our freedoms, but you're not some person who's money hungry, who has, who has people putting money in their pockets. So we, we know you're not this shady person. You are mm-hmm. a mom, you're a wife, the you, regular human, regular yeah, person, a regular human, not some reptilian beast <laughs> that wants to, to, you know, 
and go take on over the world. Yeah, yeah, it's exactly. yeah. With my evil laugh. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, not at all. You're just like you're this like sweet woman that cares for this country and you want to make a difference. And I think that is so amazing. Um, Can you tell us a little bit about the PP, the people's party of Canada? Yeah. I'm, I mean, for first and foremost, the, the, the first part of their platform is fighting for the freedoms. Um, Right now we are, we are watching our government try to censor everything we do. They are trying to pass Bill C-10 and Bill C-36, which are both um, basically censorship bills. One is to control everything we do and see on the internet. And the other, and that's Bill C-10 and Bill C-36 is the one to um, really crack down on supposed hate speech. And they haven't really defined what hate speech is. So for instance, um, I was on Facebook the other day and of course we all know that there's so much censorship on the social media platforms right now especially facebook and um i had posted the one where you put your heart beside all the things you've done in your life it's a long one and then you say i got you know i got 35 hearts i was married i was divorced all the different things that you can tag that you've done or not done and my husband's cousin, who I think is, a, he's so funny. We have a really great relationship. He said, I don't have a heart. And I put, I tagged him and I said, you're a big fat liar and <laughs> LOL. And that actually got censored as hate speech. Oh my God. Because I said, you are a big fat and then liar. And I was joking, of course, because he's got a great heart. So I was mocking him. Being yeah. funny, like it was totally comical, and if you read the whole thread, you could see that it was not hate speech. But yeah. those words triggered an actual like an algorithm that said this just goes against our community ha- standards and is construed as or is interpreted as hate speech. This I'm like, pa- this is pathetic. This is, is ridiculous. Pathetic. This is so, pathetic. One of the things that the PPC stands for is freedom of speech. They want to stop Bill C-10, Bill C-36. They will repeal um, a, a few other of, of the bills that have been passed. Um, you know, there's a lot of stuff that's just so crazy going on with the, the whole political correctness. And they want to kind of take a step back from that because yeah. we really cannot, we really almost have to walk on eggshells everywhere we go, yeah. everything we say. Um, you know, and then it also includes our freedom of autonomy. I mean, it's, this is my body. I'm not going to put something in it that I don't want. And they want, they are supporting that. So they want to keep the choices. They don't want vaccine passports. They don't want to restrict our movement. They don't want to restrict if you can work, if you've been vaccinated or not. So that's one of the main ones. And I mean, their, their platform is really awesome. They're very, uh, have a very common sense approach to how to govern Canada. They want to balance the budget in two years. They've got a very lofty goal of that. So I think that's amazing. Um, it, it It's like, you know, they, they're, they're wanting to make sure that our citizens have money in their pockets and not be paying all these taxes. They would be get, getting rid of the carbon tax. Um, you know, they're in favor of industry and, and investment and pipelines and, you know, making sure that we have safe transportation of our oil and gas that is so needed right now. And, you know, they're 
stance on climate change too is yes, we have to we have to spend time on making sure that we still take care of the earth, but without the alarmist attitude, we have to focus on actual, you know, result-driven um you know, inventions and things that we can do that will actually make a difference. You know, my and thing there is, are I look those at things. There are for sure. I mean, you look at the, the kid that um, I can't remember his name, um, but he has that machine that goes into the ocean and gets yes. all the plastic out of it. Yeah. I mean, like, why are we, why, why are we not focusing on stuff like that? Why are yeah. we not making sure that the oceans stay clean and our rivers stay clean and that we're not allowing sewage? Like, victoria does and dumps in the ocean yeah you know yeah. why is that still allowed we we've got advances in water treatment and things and they're still dumping raw sewage into the ocean but yet yeah. bitching about you know climate change and being green and everything well, and yet yeah. you can't swim in the ocean on 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 the one side of victoria because yeah. of that yeah, you know? it's crazy. And there's there's people like Dr. Zach Bush who has clear laid out great evidence, scientific evidence of how we can how we can stop the carbon footprint and how we can make this place a better place. And it's super simple, but it's because uh -huh. it would get rid of factory farming. It would get rid of all these big corporate um, uh, entities that are yeah. making billions of dollars. Exactly. Off of yeah. Exactly. So there's there's all these possibilities out there and it would be make people more um self-responsible and self-reliable. He like mm -hmm. like if everyone could grow their own food and everyone mm -hmm. could be more sustainable that way, we wouldn't need the massive big food grocery industry. stores yes. and conveniences yeah. everything. Yeah. Yes. But here's the problem. People, individuals are productive. Society is lazy. Yes. Yeah. And and you know. And, and the thing is, is like, I mean, I am conscious about what I do. We have more recycling. Our recycling bin for the garbage is full every week. Our garbage bin has maybe one to one and a half bags of garbage. We yeah. recycle just about everything we can. Mm -hmm. And we grow, we have a garden, we have a greenhouse in our, and we're in the city. <clears throat> we have fruit trees. I mean, I, I know how I can, I, I, you know, we try to eat as much homegrown whole foods. I support local farms. I just spent some money with Turner Ranch and put a half a beef in my freezer um, just in June. And, you know, we're, we are supporting local businesses in town. Like I will prefer to go to local restaurants that locally sourced. I like, yeah. I like going to the farmer's market and supporting mm -hmm. our local farmers you know, it's and our local vendors and people who are doing amazing things with, you know, different, different, you know, jobs that they're doing. And so for me, I think that my focus in Kamloops and area is to really focus on making sure that our local businesses are all being supported because that is, in my opinion, small local businesses is the backbone. Exactly. Um, gotta be local. Everything should be local. Even like charities, like local, everything as local as possible, as community oriented oriented as possible. For sure, right? I mean, um, sorry, I had to let my kitty out of the bedroom. Uh -huh. She's oh, no <laughs> um, even you know, even when it comes to our children, I mean, you know, supporting local, you know, their local sports and local, you know events that they're doing and stuff. I mean, I've done so much volunteering for different 
sports organizations. My, my daughter was on the West side rugby team and her, um, me and one other mom single-handedly did the fundraising for a whole year for them so that they could go to provincials. I helped do the fundraising for the music boosters program at West side. So my daughter could go to new Orleans in her grade 12 year. And I managed my son's lacrosse team for three years. So I've done a lot with the, you know, the local community and, and especially in Westside and stuff. And I've met tons of people. I've been a business owner in town here and, you know, I've, I've met so many great people. And I think that our, our community is full of so many amazing people with so many amazing businesses and there's so much opportunity here and we're not focusing on how we can make sure that our community stays, you know, you know, moving forward and, and people are prosperous and we are, we have lucrative, you know, things coming into the community that benefit us. I mean, you know, they want it, you know, there's the whole issue about the performing arts center going in here in Kamloops. And we've had, how many times have we had referendums about the performing arts center and nobody wants it because nobody wants to have the tax bill for it. But yet if we had the proper community, you know, investment and businesses and, and industry in here, they would donate money mm -hmm. to make sure we had great facilities. I mean, you look at Dawson Creek, for instance, NMAX has built them a huge facility there. There, there It's an arena and, and everything, and, and it's built and sponsored mainly by NMAX. I mean, you invite these industries into our communities and they all concentrate on safety and and the environment. I mean, my husband's been in oil and gas for 25 years. And the number one priority they had was to make sure that you left the site better than when you got there. Yeah. And, you know, yes, things happen, accidents happen, but accidents happen everywhere. It doesn't matter what industry you're in, whether you're being in a sustainable industry, stuff happens. And as long as we learn from our mistakes and as long as we move forward correcting and, you know, being innovative and reinventing things and, and inventing new things, we can preserve our, our environment as well as being prosperous and, wow. and having a lucrative life and a comfortable life and being sustainable and being well-fed and everybody feed, you know, fed and have a home. And that, you know, to me, that that's just all the things that encompasses the people's party of Canada, they want to work for the people. Yeah. Yeah. So how, how can people um, find more information out about uh, people's is, party? Is, is Maxime Bernier the head of people's party of Canada? Yes, he is. Yes, he is. Um, so I have a website. It's just CoralieDelwo.com. Real simple. You log into it. It's got all of the PPC platform there. You can, it's got points out of some of the ones that I stand for, but there's links to all of the extended versions onto the PPC party. So you can go right to their platform from my website. You can go right okay. to their website. I was gonna ask how people can find you too. So that kills two birds yeah, and one stone. Yeah, two birds and one stone. Um, I'm on Facebook, I'm on Instagram under my name. Um, I'm not a big person on Twitter. In fact, I hate Twitter. Yeah, I, I like as you can tell, I like to talk. So only being able to write 160 characters is really annoying. So yeah, I, got yeah. I, I hate it. I'm like, I can't say everything I want in 160. I'd have 700 tweets just to yeah, say what I know, I right? Yeah. <laughs> so funny. I don't use, I, I'm not a big fan of Twitter. I do have an account, but I never on it. 
Um, I'm on Signal. I'm on Telegram. You know, I'm I'm available through email as well. Um, I have Coralie Delwo at protonmail.com. So that's that's my that's my professional email, I guess. I kind of have like multiple email addresses just to keep things compartmentalized. Yeah, you, have to. you have to nowadays. Um, yeah. So it's everything that I'm, I'm standing for is to do good and do well for our community and our outlying areas. Um, my riding is large. I cover from Clearwater. I think I'm even all the way, I think Blue River is even included. Um, all the way across to Hunter Mile House, down through Clinton oh, and down family mm-hmm. and um, part way out. I think I'm just on the cusp. Chase is just on the other side of my area. So, mm-hmm. so I have a really large area. Sun Peaks, Hefley's all in my area. So it's and I'm sure that it would include Paul Lake and and whatnot as well. So I've got a very large large area to cover so it's going to be a lot of traveling you got a lot of forest fires in your area too yes we do that's we for sure do. but i'm hoping that we are supposed to get rain this sunday yeah i it, heard yeah that that should be nice it's not accompanied by any lightning no i hope not either yeah. I, if I had the ability to do a rain dance and make it rain, I'd be doing it every yeah, day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, all of us. I yeah. was, I was like, well, praying for rain. And I can, I can attest to what you said there that you're uh, like. We've been to several freedom rallies with Coralie, and uh, heard you speak a lot of times. Um, you're, you're legit. You're on the level. You're a good person that's trying to, trying to take the reins here from these fascists, technocrats, yeah, fascists, whatever you want to call them, yeah assholes yeah they need to go <laughs> we need more transparency in government like it's so it, there's so much oz's curtain is just so thick like i i was listening to an old robin williams stand-up bit today and it was actually kind of pertinent to the time because his his joke was uh that politicians should be like nascar drivers and have to wear their sponsors yes, on their jackets that's a good one i've heard that one before like so you'd hmm. have a guy standing up there with a big pfizer logo on his jacket and you'd pfizer, be like, oh, okay, i know why you're voting this way right Exactly. I mean, and, you know, I, I am so uh, passionate about my community and the people I've met, like I've met so many people in the last year just from doing these rallies that I didn't know. I mean, obviously people exist, but I didn't know these people before I started doing this. And, you know, I've made some really great friends. I've got an amazing group of people around me that I, you know, I look to all of you guys to support me because I can't take this on on my own. And I'm not, you know, my biggest thing is, is I, I'm not doing this to be singled out as, as the leader or, um, you know, taking away from anybody else's contributions because, at the end of the day, the collaboration of everybody getting together is what's going to make a difference. And, yeah. you know, I don't want fame. I don't want fortune. I don't want to be, you know, a local celebrity by any means. That's not what I, what I want out of this. In fact, I, it was really funny on Canada day. We, um, we went up to superstore and there was a guy standing on the Meridian um, on Columbia. And before you turn on the summit off of Columbia and he had the sign up for the, you know, for the kids, all kids lives matter kind of thing. And I, I rolled down the window to give him a thumbs up and I said, good job. And he goes, Hey, 
you're Coralie Delwo. And I'm like, oh my God. It started <laughs> it's starting, yeah. I'm not even, I've only been, I'm not even like in this yet. And I'm like, yeah. And he goes, this, it's Max. And I'm like, and it's a guy that I kind of know off of Facebook and stuff. I'm like, oh, hey, good job. Keep going. He's like, and my husband turns the corner. He's like, who is that? I'm like, I don't know. But you know, <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, oh my God, I'm getting recognized. And this is weird. And yeah, I don't, I don't like, I don't always like that. I mean, my husband will That's tell you that, that, that I'm what? a control freak and I have to be the one doing everything. And I, I've had to really learn to let other people help me because otherwise I would do everything myself. Yeah. So yeah. And you can't with what you're doing. That's, no. that's really good. That's the type of person we want in office. Somebody who's power hungry and, and fame hungry. These are psychopaths. They, they're the people that are already in power. They, they're the people we got to get the hell out of here. Mm-hmm. I just want to, I just want to work. I just want to work to help people solve their problems, help people navigate issues in the community, help <sighs> people get resolution to these issues. I mean, that's the biggest thing that, I have a hard time with is, you know, a lot of our local politicians, you, you contact them for, for help or give me an answer to something. And you are given a, you know, a very vague kind of runaround response, or they don't even answer you. And to me, you're getting paid hundreds of thousands of dollars a year to work and Mm -hmm. you're not serving your community. You know, and if I even, you know, I would even support wage cuts for politicians, even though I want, I'm going into being a politician, I would not, it would not matter to me if I was paid 70,000 a year or 185,000 a year. Yeah. I'm doing a job and that job, you know, I do deserve payment for it, but I don't have to be, I don't have to get rich off of working for the community. That's not my goal. And, you know, we're not in a financial situation where I need to have lots of money. We're, 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 we're comfortable and we don't need a whole pile of money, extra money. So it's, it's not even to me about the money. I don't believe that politicians should be allowed to have pensions after four, what is it? Six years that you serve and you get a, I mean, there's people, there's, there's people who have worked for 40 years at one place who get a crappy pension at the end and can barely survive as a senior citizen and politicians can serve for two terms and have a lifetime pension. Yeah. Yeah. It's insane. There's all sorts of loopholes for these slime balls. Like look at people like Nancy Pelosi, like they're doing insider trading and making millions on investments before (laughs) other people know what's even even going on. Yeah, for for sure. And and if the low, if the regular Joe blow was to figure out how that was all working, we'd be put in jail for that. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. But you don't dare put you don't dare put an investigation on somebody like that because it just gets it, you, you try people try and then it just gets brushed under the carpet. Oh, it's okay. Well, yeah. they didn't really do it, so or yeah. excuse or whatever. And yeah. you know, like I even look at the scandals around surrounding Trudeau, and I'm going, like, why isn't this guy in jail yet? Exactly. Well, yeah. Even yeah. the the all the pedophilia stuff that he's linked to. All the like, things he linked. Is, like how many ooh. coincidences before it's mathematically impossible? His roommate and best friend is a busted and proven pedophile. Uh, his logo, the Trudeau logo, is boy love. Like it's the guy's got pedophilia written all over his creepy, stinking face. I mean, and you you aside from all of that, you look at the we scandal. Yes, yeah. he's massive. Lavlin, you look at all those things alone. And 
you know, even his trips that he's taken that were under investigation and stuff to, you know, what, I don't even remember where he went, Bahamas or somewhere. Yeah, the Bahamas. You know, and you look at what they're doing and, and why isn't this being investigated? Why is, why is it that he is still in power? There's two known, um, you know, scandals that he's been involved with. And that was the, the, we in the SNC Lavalin, why was he not further investigated? Totally. Why did they just brush it off? Because, you know, you can see the corruptness. I mean, even the amount of payouts that they do to airlines and the, the amount of money they're giving to the, to the global um, or the national uh, media, you know, why are they paying all of this money out of our tax dollars? We didn't okay you to do that. Yeah, exactly. We didn't okay you to bail out Bombardier. We didn't okay you to give money to the CBC and, and global and all of that. We didn't okay that. That's yeah. our tax money. And I'm sorry, but that is not a politician does not get to use tax dollars for their personal piggy bank. Yeah. Totally. Totally. Once again, it comes back to rules for thee, not for me. And you know, it, again, like all of the, the judicial system must be completely corrupt. Like it's all so the corruption just is like a, it's systemic. It's so vile. And funny enough, when you speak about the judicial system, I, it's called the criminal justice system, which is so uh, such an oxymoron. Totally. Yeah. Criminal justice for the criminal. Yeah, yes. exactly. And I just got served. My husband and I both got notices in the mail to be on jury selection on no September way. 25th. Are both of us. This is this is the fifth time in the last five years that I've been served to to go on jury duty. Are you serious? I, I've what? Yeah. I've never heard that before. Yeah, we keep getting that we've gotten them at least once a year. In fact, actually, one I think this is more. I think it's been more than five. If I actually was to go back and look through all of our, because uh, I keep all of our mail and stuff and file it. If I was actually to go back, I'll bet you I've had six or seven of them, starting in probably around 2014. One year I got three of them. Wow, that's and insane. We and the thing is, is the one we both got it. So my husband and I both got the same summons for the same day for the same case to go be jurors for a criminal case on September 12th. I know, right? Like what are the odds that both of us got picked at the same time? Yeah, that is case. I mean, he's had ones that he got different than me and I got other ones that we, that were different. Like we both got different ones, but we've never had them together at the same time. They don't disclose what the case is though, do they? No. All I know is it's a criminal case that I would be sitting from September 27th for eight days, I believe, which September 27th is my birthday. So that's just really weird. Yeah. <laughs> that is really weird. No, so wow. I'm like, oh my God. I'm like, I mean, I don't think I'm going to do it just because if Trudeau does call an election, I'll be in the throes of campaigning. And yeah. I don't really think I would have time to waste eight days sitting on a, on a, on a jury. I mean, although I think it would be really cool. Um, I've always turned it down to be on a jury because with us having uh, a lot, both of us being so self-employed, it's, it's quite hard to not be running your businesses when you're sitting on a jury for five or six days. So. Yeah. Yeah. So what do you think what, if there is an election, like if we, if there's a possibility we can get Trudeau out, he's been flooding in so many immigrants that are just going to vote for him right away because he's the one that let them in. 
Like we don't. He's got but the numbers. They, but can they even vote? You have to. Be- immigrants. Immigrants can't vote. Yeah, if they can't you are, vote. you can only vote if you're a Canadian citizen. And I believe. Yeah, because you can't you become- even vote as a landed immigrant. Because that's what no. I had. I was no. a permanent resident for years, and I couldn't vote till I became Canadian citizen. Yeah. Okay. So, do you I- think there's a chance we can get this scumbag out of here? Well. <laughs> Here's the thing. A lot of people have asked me about splitting the vote. You know, most of the West is pretty conservative voters. But here's what I look at with the way things are going right now. Yes, we have a majority of conservative people here. But if you really look at the conservative government right now and Aaron O'Toole, they are not acting conservatively. They are. I, I look at the government right now as the liberals are the head and the NDP, the green the Bloc Quebecois and the conservatives are literally appendages of the bird. Yeah. So they are different wings of the same bird. Right. Exactly. Yeah. At the end of the day, if you look at this, if you, if you look at how politics have switched power back and forth, yeah. a lot of times the governments will, will, will cater to whoever they are looking at getting the votes from. So right now I look at the conservatives as catering to a lot of the left liberals and trying to be center of left. So not quite as left as the liberals, but to gain liberal votes. Right. Right. Yeah. Now they're not going to, they're not going, they're not doing anything for Canada. Our, our, conservative party right now is not standing up for our freedoms not standing up for our rights they're not standing up for what we're losing in the charter of rights or the bill of rights with our freedoms they're not doing anything to help fix the situation no they're they're in fact sitting back and being quite quiet about it and so for me i don't look at it as splitting the vote i look at it as we need to shift from the existing government that is literally all one-minded right totally totally and if i mean we saw what happened with the last american election uh if we're using dominion voting systems up here or you know that that whole thing is a big gigantic mess and it leads me to think that all elections over the last however many years have all been fixed Mm -hmm. i agree um so you know we have to put our faith in in ourselves and we have to put our faith in you know if you're a believer in god in god that this is going to be fixed if you have you know whatever religion you believe in you pray to whoever is the higher power knowing you know that the truth and and love and everything that encompasses good will reign over all of the bad eventually it's going to take a long time all I know is that if we get at least some people from the People's Party in to power or into positions in the government, at least we have the ability to be on the inside to start fighting the policies. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, the only way that laws get changed and the only way that new things come into play to, to protect people is if you have people on the inside fighting for you. So yeah. it doesn't, I mean, there's, I know there's guys like Derek Sloan who have left yeah. the conservatives, Randy yeah. Hillier, who's an independent, Roman Baber, who's walked away and is an ind- independent. We've seen what Jos- um, Jody Wilson-Rabel has uh, has achieved as an independent down in the in the you know on the coast. Like all of us need to band together 
that are fighting for what's right and become what is right. We have to start pushing that because if we don't, nothing will ever change. We'll just see a continuation of of our rights and our laws deteriorating into that communistic type, you know, lifestyle. And we don't want that. You know, I don't want to have to have a social credit system or a vaccine passport or anything of the such, right? Like we have to fight that. No, it's not freedom. It's segregation. It's communism. It's control. And it's, it's disgusting. It's not what Canada is all about. Totally. No, I know. I I was, I've got family down in the States and I was talking to my uncle and I was like, he's not savvy to a lot of the information that we look into. And I was talking about the vaccine passport. He's like, well, that's very un-American. That's not going to happen. And I was like, it's already (laughs) there. It's already happening on states. Like you, you, you think that because you're comfortable and Canadians are no different. We've gotten comfortable being a free country where slowly our freedoms are getting taken away. And it's like, when are you going to wake up and you're like, how did this happen? Because yeah. so many people's heads are in the sand. Well, uh-huh. it's, yeah. And they're taking two giant steps forward and one little step back, yeah. two giant steps forward and one little step back. Yeah. And that one little step back is tricking simple minded people into thinking, Oh, okay. Well, things are getting better. Like Bonnie Henry just announced that the mask mandate's coming back. Back right? for the Okanagan. Did you hear that? Yeah. Not for us though. It's only Kelowna, West Kelowna, Penticton down there, central Okanagan. We're North Okanagan. Um, it's interesting. I was looking at the numbers today and I'll, I'll pull them up for you. I was quite just, I was like, so, you know, the, 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 um, the uh, COVID dashboard that you can look at all the COVID numbers. Right. Um, so for instance, right now in the interior, we had 113 new cases supposedly today. Um, we supposedly have 503 active cases, but here's the kicker currently hospitalized five. Oh my gosh. (laughs) Currently in critical care six. So how do you have five people in hospital and six in critical care? Yeah. Yeah, That sounds like bullshit. Uh, so what's right. What's, and, and so we're going back to like, restaurants having limits on so down in the in in Kelowna they're going to have limits on how many people can be in the restaurants masks for all indoor spaces again um because of 113 cases that's insane yeah we were in we were in Kelowna before the mask mandates were lifted or it was like just I think the day we day after we got there the mask mandates lifted and we were just shocked at how many people but people were saying even before that people just weren't doing it. They're like, no, we're just going to live our life. And yeah, it's, it's as it's it should different. be. Yeah. Yeah. And it's funny because Northern health, which is the Prince George area, they have two new cases today. They have one person hospitalized, but four in critical care. Really? So how do you have four people in critical care with one person in the hospital? Yeah. What, how does that make any sense? So, um, it's very interesting. All of their numbers are such jambalaya. It's such garbage. They're just, they're they're screwing with us. They're screwing with us. I swear they're waiting for somebody to snap. Just give me one sec here, guys. What? Okay, bye. I love you too. You be good. (laughs) Sorry, my my son's going out with some friends, so he's going to spend the night at a friend's house. He's just telling me. I know, my responsible little 15-year-old who 
checks in with his mother every every time he leaves. He's he's a good oh, kid. I'm lucky. I've yeah. got uh, I've got a really good a good kid. He's yeah. very polite and he's a he's a little bit of a, a night hawk. He likes to be up at night and be and he's a gamer and you know and then he's out running around with his friends all the time and yeah. he likes Pioneer Park. He's he's one of those kids that if you're at Pioneer Park and you see them jumping off the girders on the bridge, that's him doing backflips. Oh, yeah. Off the, he, off the red bridge it's pretty crazy doing like nice. parkour yeah he's pretty he's pretty pretty daring so but he's oh, a good, good kid so, yeah good. yeah awesome. and i have to say like i am you know his choice of friends he's got a ton of friends and every one of those kids has over the whole year and a half have been in my house at different times i've had you know we we as bad as this sounds, we never followed any of the rules when it came to my son because I wasn't subjecting him to being isolated from no. all his. That and the funny thing is, is some of them have, you know, his best friend's parents were the first ones that were sick and it was crazy. They were quarantined for a month and their oldest son, who's my son's best, one of his best friends was sneaking out every night while they were <laughs> home quarantining last March and April and my son was too. And do you know, not one of them got sick. Yeah. They were hanging out with tons of kids and nobody got sick. We know of one kid that he know, well, a couple maybe that they were, well, they were quarantined for COVID, but we only know one kid that was actually sick with COVID. So, yeah. you know, and, and he wasn't even that sick. It was like having a regular cold. Yeah, yeah. And my parent, my, it went through my supposedly because the flu has been rebranded yeah exactly mm -hmm. so i went through my exactly my parents mm -hmm. house my i've got two brothers that live there um they're in their 20s and they rent space for my parents anyways my brothers got it my brother they were better within a couple days no biggie had the flu um then my dad had it my dad when my dad gets sick my dad gets really sick though he's like good 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 and then when he gets anything he's like down and out for a long time so my dad was sick and then you know you start getting in your head you're like oh oh maybe i was wrong maybe <laughs> maybe the news is right um but for like a millisecond yeah and then he he got better he survived it obviously he survived it and it was for for the mo for most people it's a flu oh yeah I mean, don't get me wrong. I think that the virus, there is a virus out there. I think that it is, it could be um, a rebranding of the flu for sure. And I don't deny that people who are immune compromised or have underlying health issues such as cancer or heart disease or diabetes or, or obe you know, obesity. obesity, whatever, that you will get really sick and you possibly could die. I get that. I don't deny that one bit, but that hasn't changed any exactly. year yeah. that I've been in existence. You've always known that if your senior citizen people who are, who are sick, you, you know, the smart thing is don't go to work when you're sick. Exactly. Don't go around your parents. If you're coughing up a lung, if you're worried about them catching it, if it could kill them. I mean, that's just common sense, right? Like I don't, if I'm, and I, and the thing is, I think it's so funny that they're saying that in Alberta, for instance, my 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 sister-in-law said to me that there's a an uptick in cases in Calgary because of the stampede. And I'm going, okay, what person goes walking around in the stifling heat, sick as a dog? Yeah. yeah. 
but yet, you know, and then they go on, well, it's, it's asymptomatic transmission. Okay, so you're so sick with a deadly virus that you don't even know you have it. Yeah. yeah. Like, give me Which a makes break. no sense, right? This is where so, the conversation be, should be the whole time. It's like, shore up your immune system, be healthy, take your vitamins, eat healthy food, exercise. You're going to be fine. If you're immune compromised, if you're, you know, whatever, not fat shaming, but if you're morbidly obese and you're sick, stay home. Quarantine the sick. Don't quarantine everyone. Well, this is the first time in history, in history, that everybody in the world had to quarantine. And don't quarantine anybody. If you're sick, quarantine yourself. Yes. That's right. And, you know, I mean, the part that bothers me the most, too, is the removal of certain medications being available yes. to doctors yeah. that could have saved lives. Yeah. I mean, you know, we've, we've talked about ivermectin, we've talked about hydroxychloroquine, we've talked about the Z packs, we've talked about vitamin D, we've talked about how you can, you know, keep yourself safe and, and stuff. And my attitude is, is that it is not my responsibility to keep all of you healthy. Yes, exactly. it is my responsibility to keep me and my immediate family healthy as a mother you you know i mean you know Brittany. you you feed your kids properly you cook yes. healthy meals give them you try to stay away from junk food and processed food and you you know these are all the things that as a holistic person or somebody who believes in natural health mm-hmm. you be, you you do for your family right yes. and it's if my child was sick with cancer i mean i wouldn't tell all of you that the only way you could come visit my son is to, or my child that's sick is to be vaccinated or wear a mask. I would say, you know what? I don't want any of you here. And my son's not going anywhere or my daughter, whoever's sick, because they are the person that is, that I have to protect. So that means I'm going to be careful for mm-hmm. myself. Mm-hmm. I'm going to protect my child myself. Yes. And I'm not going to take my child out who is who is immune compromised or really ill into public and expect all of you to know, first of all, to know that my child is sick because you can't just look at a child or a person necessarily yeah. and know they have an immune compromisation or an illness. Exactly. It is me going and making the proper decision to say, no, my son or my daughter is at home with cancer Mm -hmm. or in the hospital with cancer. I'm not going to go into big crowds. I'm not, I might order my groceries online. I might stay home because if I have to be with my child, I'm going to protect my child. Yes. Mm -hmm. But I don't expect everyone else around me to have to live in my hell. It would be literally so that my child doesn't die because or that I don't die. If yeah. I'm sick, I'm staying home. If you're sick, you stay home. It shouldn't be healthy people have to walk on eggshells around everybody because yes. you don't know. And take exactly. some you don't stupid know. test every time they want to walk into a building or like, right? Like, God, it's, it's ridiculous. It's infuriating. It's, we have never, ever lived like this. We have never put these restrictions on our, on our society like you said, this is the first time in history and it's the most unbelievable ass backwards thing I have ever seen. Yeah. 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 And the fact that so many people don't have red flags up and going and questioning this is very bothersome to be honest. Absolutely. And I know it's getting old to compare it to Nazi Germany, but Jesus, man, it really is. It really is. Yep. We're on the downward spiral. I mean, you, you know, Beatrice that was at the rally um 
she comes from Romania and she escaped a communist government. Exactly. And you know, her, what she's seeing is us spiraling down into communism. And mm -hmm. we all know that, um, that Trudeau is a like he 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 worships Castro and he, I'm sure he's Castro's and, son. Have you seen? Have yeah, you, well, we we've we've seen the pictures and yeah. we've made the same the same uh, um, the connections the clearly same there. connection too, right? But yeah. you know, I I look at it and I go, you know, when he is, you know, giving compliments and stuff about what China's doing yes. and literally holding it in high regard. Yes. You're sitting here going, man, like, dude, like China's not good. Yeah. Yeah. They might have a lot of money and they might have great innovation and technology and they have smart people and that's fine, but you can have that without controlling every yes. single one of those people with fear. Yes, mm -hmm. exactly. I watched a, I watched a video that someone sent me about this social credit system that they're implementing in China. And they talked to, of course, they talked to two people who were in favor of it, but the one girl was literally saying it's an, it's, it's just a mechanism to make people better, to make people better citizens. And she says, I think it's good because it forces people to be better people. Okay. Well, when you put a person in jail, yeah. You know, that should be, you know, people who are, are, you know, doing bad should have punishments, but those punishments should not radiate to the entire community. Oh, he, it's like guilt by association, right? right? Yeah. yeah. You yeah. talk to him, you're standing with the kid that's shoplifting and you didn't take anything, but guess what? You're yeah. standing there. So guess what? You're just as guilty. So you're having to you're, you're, you're making it so that it's the entire community's problem to try and solve crime. But yet that's what police is for. That's what our, if our judicial system was actually good, that's what, that would be fixing it all. Yeah. But it's not because it's, it's not putting people away that deserve to be going away. I mean, you look at anybody who steals from the government goes to jail for a very long time. But if you rape a child, you'll get a couple of years. No yes. doubt. No doubt. So that, it's all yeah. ass backwards in my opinion, and it needs to be fixed and it's got, it's a long haul and it's going to be a huge undertaking. Yes, but I believe is. that if the, if the right people get into power into the government, I think that we can fix what has happened, what has gone downhill for decades. Yeah. Well, Carly, that reminds me, there's a quote, and I'm going to butcher it as I butcher all quotes, but <laughs> um, the gist of it was, you don't, you don't plant a tree for your immediate gratification. You plant a tree for the people for years to come to enjoy the shade of that tree. Right. And what you're doing right now is reminding me of that quote, because you're, you're fighting for our country but you have children and you're fighting for your children and your grandchildren's country. And we're obviously so thankful for that because we've got little kids and it's a fear of ours. Like I think about it every day. I'm like, what is the future that my children are going to grow up into? And mm -hmm. what is the future that their children are going to grow up into? And so thank you for what you're doing. And I'm yeah. so grateful for you and well. your fight and your passion and your whereabouts and yeah. yeah so thank you so much i really appreciate your well 
I just want to say thank you to you guys too, because if it weren't for the people that come out and talk about stuff and spread the word, you know, what I'm doing would have absolute, would hold no water, really. It, it, it's not, you know, it's about all of us. It's about our community growing and staying strong and keeping the faith that what we are doing and the track that we are on is the right one. And believe me, I would like nothing more than to find out that everything we've been fighting for is, is a lie. I would like nothing more world to go back to was, and for all of this to be, you know, you know, do, do I, do I want to believe that, that the vaccine is safe? I mean, of course, if it, if it was something that was going to eradicate this disease and, and, and everything for sure, and wasn't hurting people, I would be the first one to go get it. I'm not an anti-vaxxer. My children are vaccinated. I'm vaccinated. If, if there was enough evidence and enough science and enough transparency, we knew they were the truth. And this vaccine was going to be the life-saving thing that we needed. I would go get it Mm -hmm. for sure. But it's, you know, we don't have that security right now. So, you know, and, and do I want to be waste? Do I, do I want to be out on my weekends, you know, fighting for my, for our freedom? No, there's so many other things I would much rather be doing than, than doing, than fighting for this. But, you know, when, when I, when I started seeing all of this, I've like, I can't ignore this. I can't, I have to find people who I can count on and move forward with to fight this. And I thank all of you guys for everybody that's listening and coming out and, you know, believing in me and believing in what we're saying, because we can't do this if we're, if we're just one person, it takes, it's like, it's like the old saying, it takes a village to raise a child. Well, Yeah. It's going to take a village to fix our government. Right. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. thank you. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. We better hope Bill C C10 and C36 don't go through. Otherwise we're, our voices are getting shut off right away. And let's hope they you can't know, go back on, on things that we've already said. Otherwise we're going to be in the gulags. Yeah. And you know what? The one thing that we can count on though, is that in person, we can still do it. Yeah. If they shut down our way of, if they shut down this way of communication or censor it, so be it. I'll go out and walk through the community and talk to everybody I can. Damn right. Yeah. And so. maybe that would be better. Who knows? <laughs> right. You yeah. never know. So. Yeah. Well, half the but, people online are, are bots and shills and trolls anyways. Like yeah, you don't even true. know. You know? <laughs> exactly. Um, but I did want to say that tomorrow is the frontline nurses are going to be in Kamloops. So at six o'clock at Riverside Park, I will be there. Um, okay. I'm, I'm gonna go. going to be there. Okay. I'm going to be there around five, um, probably to set up, start setting up and getting ready. And um, the nurses will be with me. So if you want to come down a bit early and if you can make it in a bit early and just get to see them before the huge rush, then by all means. And that would be um, really cool to be able to talk to some of them. And um, because I know yeah. that they've got great information. So what is it? The frontline nurses are the, the ones they've been are, traveling across Canada. The ones that are awake to the, the program. Yeah, let, Yes. Uh, the ones. Um, they, so Kirsten uh, Nagel and I, Sarah, and I can't pronounce her last name. I think it's Chu Chun or something like that. I'll have to ask her tomorrow because I'm going to be introducing her. Um, 
So her, those two women were out of, are out of Ontario. They started speaking out against the COVID um, falsities um, that they were seeing in their hospitals about the, you know, how they were saying that the hospitals were so full and on and on and on, and they were blowing the whistle on it in their local areas. And I, I'm not certain if they got fired or if they quit, but they no longer have their jobs as nurses in Ontario. They're whistleblowers. Yeah, they're whistleblowers on the crap, but they're amazing and they've got really great information and they are fighting this fight right alongside of of us and they are super awesome women. Um, I've kept up a little bit online with what they're doing, but like I get so much information thrown at me in a day that I don't have time. Like, I just scrolled through a bunch of um, messages here and I went back in 2020, just for 2021. And I probably have like thousands. I have thousands of messages between all of the group chats I'm on, the, the, my Facebook messenger, uh, my emails, everything. I have thousands of, of messages with information Instagram even people are sending me stuff and I just can't keep up sometimes so yeah I don't get to see everything but I have seen them speak a couple of times last year um when they were when they were doing some of the rallies and they are very powerful and they are very smart and they are very awake and they have a lot of great information cool well let's do it yeah let's do it I'm excited to go uh see them cool yeah so it'll be great tomorrow. So I guess I will probably see you guys tomorrow. Yeah. Then. Yeah. Can't okay. Wait. Thanks, yeah, Coralie. You have you have a great evening and thank you for your time. Yeah. And thanks for your time, Coralie. I yes. know you're a very, very busy person. Well, yes and no. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm actually, you know, I'm really good at, uh, at making sure that I take time for myself too. I'm, I'm, I'm a huge, huge advocate for self-care um, and, making sure that you have downtime for yourself. So yeah, I put that yeah. into my day every day. I shut off yeah. my electronics. I enjoy something that I like doing. And, um, I, I love, I game, I'm a gamer. So oh, nice. I game as well stuff with my husband when I have the chance and, uh, oh, that's and cool. I'm a bit of a TV junkie. So I like my, I like my soap operas and stuff. So I have my PVR <laughs> that I watch at night and, you know, I'm just a regular person. I, you know, I spend time with my kids and my grandchildren and, uh, you know, I, you know, I love being in my garden. So that's one of my, that's one of my go-tos when I need downtime, I actually go and weed my garden. That's, I love <laughs> it. I was at my garden today because we're, we're building a, somewhere else and we're renting right now. So, but we wanted to make sure we had a garden set up for obvious reasons. <laughs> So our garden's mm-hmm. at our property and we, I went today with the boys and I was like, I didn't want to leave. I wanted to stay and keep doing stuff. Yeah. And the kids are like, yeah. you know, they're like, we let's go, let's go. And I was like, I just want to keep. She sent me a picture of the zucchini she pulled out of the garden today. It's bigger than it's like the size of a baby. It's three. Well, no, it's, it's bigger than the size I was because I was screaming. <laughs> it's or it's the same size. It's three pounds five ounces, and I was three pounds ten. Holy ounces. dang! That's yeah. huge. Yeah, yeah. 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 Huge. Our garden's doing really well. I'll bring you a zucchini tomorrow. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> oh yay! Love zucchini. I'm actually my greenhouse has two of them, two baby plants in there that I'm hoping will spread, will grow a couple before the end of the season. But I'm hoping I can keep my greenhouse going well into like October, November because yeah. we got we got once um, the greenhouse in the snow. Um, so we had a custom built greenhouse made for us. It's not insulated to run all winter, but he said with a heater in it, 
I can probably keep it going till well into November. So I'm awesome. super excited about that. Nice. That's awesome. So I, I'm going to keep a lot of stuff in there as much as I can. And I'm going to can like, I just, you know, my garden is kind of like my, my time for me to just be myself. I throw my, I take my portable speaker out. I throw on some good tunes Yeah. and oh, I just sit in my garden. I'm, I'm usually in there for a couple of hours at a time. That's something it. that like everybody needs to have in their life. You know, you get out there with, you, you spend some time with the food that you're going to eat. Maybe even take your shoes off, get your feet in the dirt. Like that's... I'm always barefoot. Always yeah, barefoot good. Right on. Because my, I wear flip-flops most of the time. So they just fall off anyway. Yeah. I just got yeah. so sick of slipping out of them. I'm like, screw it. I'm just going to go barefoot. And then I yeah. get out and grab my hose and wash everything off, including myself. So all my food gets washed off. And I've actually you, take, I actually pulled out an entire ice cream pail of potatoes yesterday, awesome. um, medium, small and medium potatoes out of my garden already. So we had fresh potatoes last night for dinner oh, and that's awesome. fresh garlic already onions already. And so, you know, I, I use mostly and, and our, and our side of beef that we bought, I had, I pulled a roast out last night and threw it in the oven. It was so good. Oh, it's I, like us. Awesome, we got yeah. a, we got a cow in the freezer too. And we had roast last night too. Mm, it was amazing. I was like, oh, I just, you know, and there's such satisfaction when you pick your own food. Totally. You know, I've got my own herbs and spices. Yes. I pick it fresh and I put it in with my food. And it's just, I just love it. It's just, to me, there's nothing more satisfying and, you know, such an accomplishment when you make a meal from your own garden that you planted yourself, you've taken care of, and then yeah. there it is on the table for your family. So oh my this is the type of person that we need in politics. Yeah, you know? exactly. absolutely. A real person that's like, loves the earth and loves people. Yeah. yeah. I, I, you know what? I appreciate all of the, your guys's faith in me and compliments and stuff because you know, I, I just want to be real for everybody. And I'm, I'm not a phony person. No, I tell no, not at all. definitely not. And I don't sugarcoat shit because it's still shit with sugar on it. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> you can't sugarcoat it. There's just no way. So it is what it is. And if you can't handle people talking the truth without being sensitive, then you need to take a look at yourself because you know, like I said, no matter how much you sugarcoat it, shit is still shit. That's yes, right. yeah. exactly. At the end of the day. So, you know, and I'm just, I try to be real. I try to be, um, you know, I try to just connect with people and, and, you know, I want people to know that I actually truly care about what they're doing in their life. If they come to me with a problem, I'm going to tell you, I'm going to help you because I care about the fact that people have problems and shouldn't have to deal with them alone. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Oh, so, yeah. okay. Well, I think our we got to get our kids to bed now. The mosquitoes okay. are coming out hard right now, too. Yeah. <laughs> I know our half hour turned into an hour and a half, yeah. but that's yeah, okay. it's all Thanks, good. Carly. I love it. I yeah. love it. Thank Have you very much, Carly. We'll see you tomorrow. Yeah, we'll see you Thank tomorrow. Thank you guys, night. and we'll see you tomorrow. Okay, sounds Bye. good. Thanks, Carly. Okay. Bye, guys. Bye.